episodes deep or something like that and we're still doing the same intro isn't that right <laughs> maybe we'll change it right after 69 uh switch positions oh i'm drew positions. From, <laughs> i'm drew pierce <laughs> from long beach california and i am fusomania from cincinnati ohio and we are the drew and fuse show thanks for joining us das punks not Sponsored by Liquid Death, still to this day, 69 episodes in. Well, I don't know that's 69. I don't know. I don't think it's 69. I just said 69 because we're close to something. We're, yeah. we're, I just wanted to throw a niner in there. Oh, there it is. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have a great guest today. Do you want to get right into it? Is there anything you wanted to you want to bring up right before we, we bring our guest on? It's raining here in California, and I think people lose their fucking minds. That's, a, that's about it. Well... I would say 90% of people that live in California have already lost their minds, but you know, yeah, we'll go with that too. <laughs> it's the rain. They've lost their minds to the, all the good weather is what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can just take your van and live down by the river, you know, <laughs> be a lot cheaper than what I'm doing currently. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you uh, could be like a uh, drill bit Taylor. Isn't that Owen Wilson when he's uh, the bum that lives in California? I got to be honest. I've never seen that movie. I've only seen it once, so it's probably not that good. It was a long time ago. Random memories accessed random access memories. I forgot. we. I jumped over all of our sponsors, so I guess that's what you meant by that. We can bring up a little sponsor info real quick. We do have a new affiliate link from our friends over at Club Cannon. The link will be in the description of the podcast and in the video on YouTube. It will save you $25 off any purchase of $250 or more. And that's pretty awesome because he doesn't really give out discounts over there. The product is so good, turns your parties up to 11 that, you know, he doesn't need to give out discounts. But because of our show and because of our great friendship, you know, you guys get $25 off now. It's a big deal. Sign up, grab that club cannon, turn your parties up to 11. Also, we uh, we're sponsored by Briggs Beard Company and the promo code DAFS. We'll get you 20% off any order off the website. That is a bottle of Briggs Beard Company beard oil right there. No nitroglycerin uh, included. Drops of Jupiter all over his face. Sometimes you have to pay for that if, you, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. Also, if you guys haven't yet, what are you waiting for? Use the promo code Drew and Fuse Show to get 30% off your first month of activation at directmusicservice.com. 30% off Drew and Fuse show. Direct Music Service. Load up yeah. all those edits over at the directmusicservice.com. You know, you could still hit up the YOLO line if you haven't. We love hearing drunk voicemails, uh, thoughts about the show, how I have a flock of seagulls haircut today, whatever, whatever you want to say. 562 246 
YOLO is the phone number and you can leave us a voicemail and we will play it on air. But just beware that I will be digging up some old photos of you and posting them on the YouTube video when you you leave that, you know, that voicemail. So Did you say we were shit. sitting on one? We were sitting on one that you were uh, gonna, you're, you're right. Dang. Bad shame on me. Shame on me. We are sitting on one still. I got to get it. I got to get it edited and, you know, dig up the old photos, do some detective work. So <clears throat> anyway, let's get into it today. We've got a great guest for you guys hailing in from the Boston area. He's the music director and DJs for venues. Hava icon and venue. I don't know if I said that first one right, but we'll find out here in a few he has been awarded uh, the Boston Music Awards DJ of the Year in 2021. He's won some DJ battles in the area. Uh, he's played with a ton of big artists like Chris Brown, Lizzo, Fetty Wap, Wale, Flo Rida, and more. He's big in the Boston scene. Please help us welcome DJ Snacks. What's up, guys? Appreciate you guys for having me. Happy to be here. And uh, I mean, the intros is just great. The, the sponsorship stuff is great. I'm just, I'm, I'm enamored by you. I'm, I'm blown away. The beard looks amazing, Drew. I just, I don't know what to say, to be honest. <laughs> what we got to work on is our intro. We're, we're this many, <laughs> this many episodes deep, and we still don't know how to start the fucking episode. So even one if day. this isn't episode 69, can we just say it is just to make me happy? Because this is all, just, <laughs> this is all working out way too well. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to push before- it to, so that it is episode 69. <laughs> And before we get too deep, um, I was talking to Todd Powers from Connecticut, Alex Neppa from Pennsylvania. Um, Todd says hi, bless his heart. Um, and then Alex says, tell him I said hello, also to fuck off, mostly hello, still a healthy fuck off. Though. So lots of love coming from all over the country today. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, those those two uh, actually are uh, going against each other because Neppa wanted me to ask if you know how old uh, Todd Powers is. So I just turned 28, and uh, for the longest time, he kept saying, I am twice your age. I don't know if it was to the T. Um, and then when I turned 28, he said, "You're no, I'm no longer. So I'm going to guess it's either 52 or 54. Do you know? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it's one of the I two. Probably, I would say it's one of the two. <laughs> I probably do, and maybe I just stopped asking or paying attention. <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but I think he looks great, and he's got a great shoe collection, and, uh, you know. The jeans run in the family. You've seen his son. His son's a handsome boy. <laughs> yeah, so so I went to college with Cam, the son. Okay. Um, and that's how we actually all, all got connected. Um, and so that's how I was able to, you know, I think Todd years ago randomly was like in town for his son and, and came out to where I happened to be playing. And that's kind of how it all started. Then streaming through COVID, like he popped in and then kind of like hey i know you're not working clubs anymore you want to do weddings with me and i was like let's do it so yeah great guy yeah that's how i met you is through him and so mm-hmm. you're doing you you still do a handful of weddings for them right uh yeah, not yeah, as much now that clubs are back exactly yeah exactly i mean it was definitely filling a void at the time um and it was i had done a few um you know i think lower production type weddings you know just kind of on my own um and then kind of really seeing what that world was like was really through Todd. Um, and most of, because he's based in Connecticut, most of them were in Connecticut. So they were, you know, a little bit ways away from me, but, you know, he made it worth it. He's a great guy. He treated me super well. And, um, you know, still to this day, I still do a few now that, you know, again, with my age, so many of my friends are getting married. And so, you know, when they hit me up, we get them, we get uh, Todd involved and I'm getting more stuff out in Boston now. Um, so, you know, 
we're, we're working them very closely. That's it's up. nice to have somebody to uh, speak for you for those weddings too. Uh, I always, we always talk about <laughs> how I hate doing the selling and Drew hates doing the selling. So when you got somebody to do it for you, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's obviously, he's done it for longer than I've been alive. So, you know, he just <laughs> knows it so well. And, and, uh, and, uh, and he, and he, and he very, like, when you hear him talk about it, he just gets lost in it. And uh, it's, it's great. And, you know, I think, you know, me still being in my twenties and doing the club stuff, like, I'm not as passionate about the wedding world yet, um, but he makes it, you know, so much more enjoyable and watching him do it is, is, is really a pleasure. That's awesome. And, you know, it brings something to the table for them as well. I feel, you know, you're still in that fresh scene. So, you know, you know if somebody's like, oh, I don't even know they're great. Uh, they're like, oh, you know, I don't want the traditional wedding DJ. It's like, well, you know, yeah. you have something to offer. He has something to offer with you as somebody who's in the clubs all the time, you know. 100%. So. Uh, 100%. Yeah, there's more and more. I want my wedding to be like a club. And, yeah. and then Todd's like, oh, perfect. I have a guy who's literally in the clubs every weekend. Um, and so it, it does work out in that in that sense for sure. I think really the the traditional wedding is slowly going away faster and faster to where mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're going to look like here in the next five years. But they're they're evolving right. and they're changing. So let's get rid of that dumb garter. Like it's the weirdest thing. Let's take off my girl's panties and throw <laughs> them to the ground. I, I I never understood that anyway. So all these dumb traditions. Like it's time to yeah. time to kick rocks and move it along. You mean you don't want yeah. to take off a, a garter in front of mom and dad on both sides of the family? <laughs> and, and then throw and, it to your homie? <laughs> <laughs> and there's been more and more conversations, right, about, like, what's harder, like, weddings or clubs. And and I think it's because, like, they're starting to mesh more and more and more. And, like, the wedding DJ needs to be more of a club DJ. The club DJ needs to be more of a wedding DJ. And it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. Um, but at the same time, I, obviously, I think the whole production part, right, doing that on your own or with if you have an assistant or whatnot is way harder. Ceremonies, it's just the pressure. Like, for me, it's really the pressure. Like, I'd rather, you know, do a show with Fetty Wap than do someone's wedding you know what i mean it's way less pressure for me but then again i was i was talking to my other dj homies and i was like how many songs from the last 10 years do you really play at a wedding like wedding to wedding versus like the classic stuff that came out maybe 50 years ago 40 years ago 30 years ago versus the club it's got to be new shit every week you got to be fresh you got to like know what that new popping song is so it's like what's harder is really just depending on the individual right well, weddings, I do a lot of weddings, but I still do clubs and weddings. Once you get down the formula of, you know, the right. hurry up and wait and get down all the prep work, they're really fucking easy. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to be prepared and know how to prep yourself correctly. The clubs, same thing. I mean, being up on music, it's just you're prepping in a different way. So the people that say the, the weddings are harder, are just not doing them, you know, and so you I get think- thrust into this high pressure thing and you have to perform out the gate so it feels like it's a lot because it is a high stakes thing but just as much as a fetty wop concert really you know if you yeah. haven't ever opened for someone think about the first time you 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 opened for or you played with a, a headlining person you were probably stressed mm-hmm. the fuck out right oh yeah and, and and these celebrities are so unpredictable like yeah. they can they're supposed to show up at 12 30 and they show up at 1 30 and yeah they can't no music no, no music so, so i always ask them like, are they coming with the dj like are they coming with their own guy or do i have to be fully prepped i don't know who knows awesome i can have everything they've ever touched 
Yeah, you're you're on iTunes buying every album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me get. Let me. I've had to do that where it's like, well, we don't know if they're bringing somebody. We don't know what what's going on. Mm -hmm. So now let me just go on iTunes, and now I have every album they've ever created. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We we did. Um, Neo just dropped an album this past year, and we did it uh, one of his album release parties. And the thing with Neo is like, you know, he's such a R&B icon, right? So many classics. He had like three platinum albums in a row and but at the end of the day the, the kind of where he is in his musical career like people want his older stuff like it just is his his new album was great listened to it a million times had every record on it but when we were playing the newer stuff the crowd was like okay like they haven't heard it yet it just dropped you play so sick place goes nuts and you know so we ended up in the show kind of taking a right turn and being like he kind of looked at me i looked at him and i was just like older stuff and he was just like with it as long as the crowd was with him you know what I mean? And it, and it just kind of changed the show as the compared to what we were planning for it. So did you, were you just dropping tracks and he was uh, just going along with it or did, did he, was he calling them out? He wanted to start with one of like the, like the, the single of his new album. Um, but again, you know, and people were, uh, people were excited to see him. It was the first song he did. He just touched the microphone, just welcomed everybody. But you know, you know how crowds are. If they don't know the song, they will shut down and just start like staring at you. You know what I mean? And so and so I kind of, again, with all of his music on BPM order, I was able to like do a medley of his, you know, just chorus to chorus or like bridge to bridge. And obviously he knows his own music. So it was just like record on record, new to old, the features, whatever, whatever. And I think it worked really well in that sense for the crowd that like they knew every record and they were kind of, if they're singing his music, he's going to, his ego is going to be filled. He's going to be happy. So again, there was a point where he kind of just like was like, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing and it made for a good party and, and it worked out. I know you have your own podcast and you actually had mm-hmm. Neo on, right? Is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, did you get him on because uh, you did that show and then he came on or was this all set up uh, like to the from the yeah. whole show? Yeah, it was a match made in heaven. So we did the sh- we did the interview. So, OK, so it was the same night as the album release party venue and icon those two uh, uh two of the venues you mentioned fuse um they're like connected to each other they're literally okay and that's where i saw you right yeah you see me at, you saw me at icon so the interview right. was done at venue which was you know they the, the party was on like a tuesday or something it was like a random day of the week because he was just in town and so venue was wide open so we did the interview in the middle of the nightclub it was sick like we did the full lights and the full mic stuff but the funny thing is, because it was right next door to Icon, where the opener was doing the party, like, if you listen back to the show, you just feel like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of just, like, the party that's actually happened next door. And we're, like, every so often, we're, like, oh, shit, like, the party's really rocking. They're ready for you. So we finished the interview. Literally, everyone got up. And then we went straight to, like, the back door into the thing. And honestly, for us, for, like, us as the hosts, um, it was our first moment of, like, you walk into a room and there's like flash, like everyone's like camera phones yeah. flash. It wasn't for us because we were just like okay. right behind Neo. No, it was. Come on. What are you but saying? It was, <laughs> but it was the first time where like you walk in a room and, and all the girls started screaming and there's and there's the camera phones on. And we're like, oh my God, this is what it's like to be famous. Oh my God, my God. And then I remember Fingers, one of my co- one of my co-hosts, grabs the mic. If you're ready for Neo, say. And it was just like this whole roar. It was nuts. Um, that's, awesome. that's how it was able to happen. It was like the show the, or the interview right into the show. Like it was awesome. One of the things I wanted to, to say and circle back around was I was listening to your show a couple different episodes and I was at the gym the other day and I was listening to the one it was around Halloween and you guys were talking about 
uh, booking open format DJs and like how you got to stay open format and like you can't be a house DJ that's like, oh, yeah, I'll play. And then it was like 70s and 80s twerk music or something like the guy said. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was I was cracking up like about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah. what I wanted to say is, you know, back to the weddings and the clubs, I feel like more recently, you know, in the last year or two the music just hasn't been as fresh and like hasn't been as hitting as it was five or six years ago you know so i feel like at the clubs still i'm playing a lot of like older stuff just circling back around on this conversation weddings and and the clubs like you were saying how they're kind of meshing more it's like if you are just a really good open format dj and can read the room chances are you can go into the wedding and, and crush that room too you know you just have to learn the 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 proper mic skills and you know mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. all of that so i'm sure i'm sure you're up there crushing weddings and all of that yeah. as well it's definitely a different bag and first of all weddings has made my bag so deep like just the the, the random songs like whether it's just like you know the first dance or like what they want to come out to like you know you have the random like i had a like a game of thrones themed wedding so it was all this like random <laughs> shit i would have like never had before you know what i mean so now the band yeah. is just like nuts and i encourage djs like young DJs, i'm like yo honestly start doing some weddings because it'll just force you to have these things their requests and whatnot that stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise had and then bringing it back to again the clubs now i mean fuse what you're saying about newer music the newer music that is sticking and that you might end up finding in your sets are really just you know, you think like Dua Lipa, who does pretty much like a disco album. Same with The Weeknd, yeah. does like a disco album. You know, and uh, Beyonce's new album, where it's like very housey, very like 80s, 90s house, some disco stuff in there, you know? So it's really just like, that's the music that's really sticking, you know, without sounding like such an old head. Like, there's a reason yeah. why they keep revisiting it, and then that's the stuff that's sticking. Um, so it's, it's music's definitely in a weird place. And um, I know uh, DJ Cass from Miami was talking about this. Um, he's a big Twitter guy, and he, and he was saying, like, in Miami, he's playing, as far as, like, trap music, like, mostly, like, 2015 stuff, DJ Mustard stuff, like, the, the Migo stuff, because that's just, at that time, that's what golden age trap music is, and mm -hmm. that's the stuff that no matter who you are, white, black, young, old, you know, Miami being such a touristy city, that that's the stuff that's always going to work, always going to hit no matter what, and, and I find that to be true in Boston as well. Same, same here. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the exact same. That's like the staple of the hip hop stuff that I'm playing right now. And it's mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, with some of the new stuff mixed in, you know, um, yeah. just to yep. show that like, you're like, Hey, I I'm on top of this, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I know what's surrounding it with surrounding it with familiarity is really the key, you know, cause when playing with the attention span of the younger kids and then, you know, you still have, you know, it's uh, fingers from the show call them the chop or die crowd where like we have like all our like drug dealer money like on the vips and stuff they're into because they all they listen to is locker room music they listen to young Dolph and key yeah. lock and shit you know you want to make sure you're touching that too but being able to play the balance the two the older stuff the newer stuff the trap stuff the underground stuff the stuff you listen to in your car like the, the familiarity and the balance is so key and that's the thing you can't really teach about with djing you know what i mean you can teach the, the technical stuff but being able to have that brain to understand programming your set programming the night controlling the crowd is like this thing you really can't teach you just got to really like see it understand it and hopefully it starts to stick on you programming and controlling is the hardest it's impossible to teach you just have to yeah. really immerse yourself in the club or immerse yourself wherever you're going to play so that you get sure. it and we just drew and i when we were at out at dj collective in nashville we hosted a panel on programming and i think a lot of guys wanted 
to come into that panel and get all the answers right away. Mm. And I think they didn't take the, the key thing, which was the bigger info of the whole thing, which was that if you learn to program and program well, it opens up so many more doors. And, mm. you know, programming is one of those things that I really agree with you. It's like, it's not taught. It's just learned from experience and experience. And yep. one of the things that I can say that happened to me early on when I was DJing is I got booked to play this uh, restaurant dinner party. And I think I was like 21 or 22. And I think I've told this story maybe on the show before, but, um, real quick, I'll just say it again. It's like, I was up there playing, like it was spring break and I had no idea that like, you know, it was just, uh, you know, right. they wanted the vibe. And from that yeah. gig on, yeah. it like changed my perspective on, you know, I, at that point, I really didn't have any like DJ mentors or anything either. I was still very young into it. And it was like, oh, there's this whole other side to this that, you know, and mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. and I think taking gigs when you're young and just taking all the different gigs will help yep. you learn that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I talk about with my, my young bulls here in Boston and, and the guys I'm mentoring with and stuff like everyone thinks they deserve every gig right from the beginning and that's just djs in general man so, yeah we're all, God, we're all god's gift to earth we're all the best and most talented we all have the x factor that's different than everybody else and i get it and i tell these youngers i'm like don't be discouraged if you're not getting that gig that you want you know I, you know we all can remember that gig when we were younger that was like, Damn, like, i want to be on that stage that's the shit i want but there's a reason you're not there yet and the big thing is you might be just as good technically or, or, or the hottest new dude, but there is a big difference between the DJ who's been DJing for two years and 10 years that you can't like you, it's, you can't touch it. It's intangible. You know what I mean? And exactly what you're saying for you is that the experience of you doing a bad gig or a slow gig or an empty gig or an, an older person gig, where you start developing this bag and this understanding of that programming that now when it comes to this big show where it could be people from all over the country, all over the world or whatever. We need someone that has clearly been experienced to handle that and have a bag that's deep enough for that. I'm sorry, but if you're two years in, there's just no way. Even if you're half, I don't know, like if you're, you came out of Jazzy Jeff's left nut, like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You just, you have to, you have to just experience it. And, and that's like what I try and tell a lot of these younger guys, you know, it's, it's just be patient and just take his much work as you can to get that experience sooner. There's guys that are 10 years in that I feel like still don't get it. And I'm right. sure you've experienced that. And Drew, you've experienced that too. Yeah. You only know, well, the, the younger guys, you only know what you know, right? You're not, right. you're not willing to play something. I, I've always seen it as the problem is you're, you're too stuck in what you like. Right. And you're not pay, playing to the crowd, the younger mm -hmm. guys. And mm -hmm. what you're able to take yourself out of the equation and be yes. part of the room is when I think you can really take off. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like I'd say at least 75% of the music I play, I don't like, or like, I remember yeah. uh, I was in the car with some girl that I was like hanging out with. And she's like, why the hell are you listening to this? I forgot what I was playing. I was probably playing some like eighties, like rock or something. And I was like, do you think I just listen to, do you think I listen to Mo Bamba like while I'm in my car alone? Like that's <laughs> like, like, like that's just, that just makes no sense. Like, I, I, like just, I'm like, I don't listen to club music like all the time. I'm not crazy. You know, this is stuff I like to vibe to and I'm hanging out, like whatever. If you don't like it, then maybe I don't like you. I don't know. <laughs> Mo Bamba. I <laughs> This is what you're cruising. I've listened to an I I had an hour drive. I listened to Mo Bamba on repeat for the, the <laughs> yeah, entire hour like, drive. Like, <laughs> I always think of like someone who's like sitting on a train and you're like, you know, they're just sitting there and imagine like in that was just Mo Bamba over and over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you see him like on that one part while out there's like <laughs> oh man that's amazing well we so. we know we don't have you for a long time and we we want to jump into a couple things here so uh let's hit him with some rapid fire all right so we're gonna play this segment video real quick and we will get into uh some rapid fire here we go well hey there it's dolly and I must say, it takes a lot of money to look as cheap as Drew and Fuse. <laughs> well, they do clean up nicely, though. Speaking of cleaning up nicely, why don't we get into some rapid fire? Today's guest, how nicely do you clean up? All right. There's Dolly introducing Dolly. the rapid fire segment. <laughs> okay, real quick, we got a, we got a bunch of questions, like Drew said, and we know we're limited on time, but uh, we'll try to burn through these. Sometimes it ends up not being so quick, but we'll start with the <laughs> first one. And uh, if you had to pick one song as your theme song, and you're coming out of the the you know entering the wrestling ring, what's what's your theme song? Wait, let's pretend that 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 moment with Neo was your moment, right? What's yeah, that yeah. song that's popping right there for that? Yeah, Neo that's moment? that's that's good. It, it sucks because like he's under so much bullshit right now, but can't tell me nothing by Kanye comes to mind. Um, it's right. just like that la la, and then it goes in. Obviously, it's he's just and it's on a fire but i mean as a rapid fire answer that's that's the answer that comes to mind all right I like uh, every time i hear that song i can't think of that clip uh from the first hangover where they're like driving to Vegas. yeah yeah it's so that song comes in i know i know it's so amazing too it's such a good placement dude it's such a it, that song always resets a room for me like no matter what bpm i'm on and i just stop it and just start to blah, blah, everyone goes crazy um, have you so, seen the video with zach galifianakis and he's on a tractor for that and it, oh, I, I think so yeah 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 i thought it was the real video but he's on a tractor <laughs> yeah yeah and, he's, I, and he's, I think he has his shirt off and he's just kind of doing the whole bit it's pretty amazing that's amazing amazing are do you and this might be a little controversial and uh do you find your are you playing kanye still do you find that people are yeah um i think uh i was definitely playing more like now i'm really so, like now i probably will play only that and like if i play like parents or birthday songs like i'll play his verse because like i think the, those are just the songs like that most people just and they're so good that most people won't care about but i can't play like a deep cut anymore like, if i play like runaway which isn't really a deep cut but that's like a song that like is you're kind of making a moment out of or like you know if, if you want to go play like all falls down or something totally like, you know I, i'm like because because you don't have to play that song you know what i mean so i think i'm yeah. avoiding those but the songs were like again resetting the room or birthday so i'm not gonna play a birthday song you know what i mean yeah um, so I, f I felt myself really trying to avoid it. And I feel like this last weekend, I played a couple again just to kind of see, mm -hmm. like, if I was going to get any, like, you know, hate from anybody. Like, yeah. it's such a, a big catalog of music for, like, the clubs. And I know DJs can be yeah. like, well, you know, like, there's so much other stuff out there to play. And, like, I get that, you know. But at the same time, like, it, I don't know. It's so such a weird thing. And yeah, and how deep do you go? Because he's also one of the best producers, like hip hop producers of all time. So is it anything that he's touched, like anyone that he's worked with, you know? And and then people you can the features alone, like yeah. American Boy. He's on the the very beginning yeah. of that track. You stop playing that, and he it's right. like th three lines, and then it goes into the rest of it. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. there's I played if you include like features production. I was playing a lot of Kanye, a lot, yeah. a lot. It's a lot, it's hard lot. not to and. 
And then there's the lines, right? Like now the new thing is like Tory Lanes. Like, do you play Tory Lanes? Um, and he's someone that was e- way easier for me to stop playing because, you know, as big of an artist as he is, like he doesn't have the classic, um, you know, Mount Rushmore kind of um, energy that Kanye has and nearly not nearly the catalog. And then for me, it was also really easy to not play R. Kelly because, you know, he's more R&B, you know, but take away everything that's happened. He is the best male R&B artist of all time. But at a club, it's easy to not play him. So... Kanye making so many bangers. You know? I stopped playing all R. Kelly right at, you yeah. know, I deleted it all. I have a, I have a daughter and I have morals. But right. uh, then I was doing this party and the, the, the guy that for New Year's Eve, and he was paying me well. And he's like, you got to play, uh, or what is it? Um, the Puppet re- grind or ignition? Oh, no, no. Re- the the re- ignition. Uh, yeah. This is how much I've like blocked R. Kelly yeah, from my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, hey, you got to play yeah. ignition. I was like, word? You, you think they'll go for that? He goes, fuck them. And I was like, you're paying me. Like, uh, and yeah, I had to, yeah. I didn't even have it on the laptop. I had to download it and I threw it. And all the girls looked at me with the ugliest face. Uh, and, yeah. and I just had to like walk away. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was fucking awkward. It was really awkward. That's yeah, awful. that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I the ignition is like I feel like for me with R. Kelly, there was only a few songs that hit really with the younger crowds that I'm mostly playing to, and ignition was really it. So to like stop playing that was like way whatever. easier. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. 100%. But uh, okay, so scenario: you're in the club, the energy starting to die, the floor. You know, people are leaving the floor uh, to go grab mm-hmm. some drinks. What's the song you play to bring them back? Ooh, I think I really love the 100 BPM pocket as far as like at least getting like I know younger women going and like I think of, you know, a song like Rude Boy even by Rihanna. Like it's just one of those like really well-known songs that, you know, is sexy and and it makes girls just like want to dance, whether it's with each other, with a guy, whatever, whatever. Um, so that's a song that comes to mind, you know, Party Animal, like something that's very familiar, um, sexy vibes, happy, like these are songs that just sound happy. There's no way you can... You know, you can play it on the radio next, like while your mom's cooking and she's going to dance to it kind of thing. So I think like a Caribbean mainstream, again, like a rude boy, uh, party animal, um, something like that comes to mind if I, if I really want to get things going again. Awesome. Yeah. Love that answer. Uh, a left turn song that you like to play. The big one for me, and I've said this on uh, my show a lot, um, it's, it's, not, it's not a left, so much of a left, but I think it's just like the unexpected, right? I love unexpectedness. And yeah. I think what I say a lot is like, um, you know, a good DJ plays what you want to hear. A good, a great DJ plays what you didn't know you wanted to hear. Um, and I know for New Year's uh, that just happened, uh, two of the songs were uh, "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson and "We Are Young" by Fun. Two songs that everyone knows. You know it. Yeah. You don't even know. You might not even know what it's called, but you know it. And yeah. um, "We Are Young" reset the room. Like it was because it has that very kind of uh you know low key it's just like a guitar and a and a kick drum to, to start it but then once people start like you know door closes and it feels like falling down everyone's kind of looking at their best friend whatever whatever <laughs> tonight like whole yeah. vibe since was this gone, at midnight you know? or yeah oh, it- no no it was uh i usually do it later in the night um okay. kind of, again the right turns will be left turns rather uh will be like later in the night where like you know I know I have, I've had them in my hand for a long time and they trust me where I can right. kind of do whatever I want. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy on the mic kind of thing where it's like, if you're not with me, then you're not with any of us at this point. That's the way I kind of approach at least my club yeah. sets. Um, like, yo, know, everyone else is with me. You're the one that's not getting it. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's when I reached that point, that's when I could start playing. Like, again, at one point it was a runaway by Kanye at some point. And, you know, right now it's, I'm toying around with, with songs like that since you've been gone, like fucking rang. Dude. And I, and I had this like acapella version of it too, that I put under it and, and, and shit. So like people are just fully singing. Um, and I think there's songs like that where, you know, again, I deal with some of like my, my quote unquote drug dealer trap crowds. And, you know, they're like, <laughs> yo, you like, they're like, yo, this shit's whack. Like this shit isn't like, what I listen to at the gym or my car or whatever, that's, that's not what we do. And I'm just like, dude, this is music, man. Like you're, you're, you're not getting it. Like music, it, it being an art form, right. It's not meant to be like categorized by, uh, you know, what you do or what you represent. It's really just like taste and, and how you interpret art. And so when, like there, how are there parties that don't have these songs that are good and it will always be good. Right. Like a song, like since you've been gone, it's, 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 one of the most iconic pop songs of all time for a reason and it always will be why just because it's old we shouldn't be playing it you know what i mean like why that makes no sense to me if it's good music the club should be playing it right but yeah. for some reason there's things have you know this point where oh it's whack is it or you just like you think it's cool to say that it's whack you know well what i mean? love that i love that thing that you just said of if you're not with me then it's you right everybody yeah. else is with me then it's fucking mm -hmm. you and I, I like that a lot um, yeah. because I also like that uh, to, to reference back where we were talking about, we did that class and that little thing on programming. The, the guys were in there like with their notepads, like, okay, well, what's the answer? When do I do it? <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah. There, the, that answer doesn't exist because you're the one that's creating it. You're the one that's like, okay, well, I've had them so long. I can do whatever the fuck I want right yep. now. And yep. I know this is going to work. And so here's, Here's, uh, you know, to sound different in this this bit that they're just going to come with me because they're everybody's with me at this point. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just it's, knowing knowing your crowd and knowing your music and knowing how far you can push people. Totally. Yeah, and, and if you surround it with the right mic work and if the song before it and the song after it match it and like you know what I mean. If you do it right, like they're just ways to do it, but it depends on your style, depends on the crowd X Y Z. So, um, again, there is not that final answer to all be all. <laughs> Oh, oh, so so when this happens, uh, that's exactly when I do it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, and if you're playing a room, a club that's 250, 300, even larger, it's like, well, not every song is for you, bro. You know, like right. there's a lot of there's other people no in here and I'm trying to hit, you know, all these, these things and I'm trying to break it up a little bit, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, I had this, mm -hmm. this guy on Friday come up to me like, Yo, play Young Dolph. Yo, play Young Dolph. And it's like, right, bro, right. I'm at a bar that's called Fishbowl right now. We're selling fishbowls. <laughs> it's full of 20-year-old girls. And I'm playing yeah. like Kesha and Bulletproof <laughs> and like like all this stuff. And and it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going off. And it's like, yeah. it, it's like you're in the wrong place right now, my man. Like, and yeah. just look around. Just look around. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, on Fridays I, at, at Hava, you did pronounce it right. Um, at Hava, we do, we, it's like uh, one of the only uh, like trap hip hop nights in, in Boston, like in the downtown area. And uh, yeah, one day I had this, uh, this, this, you know, young, probably freshly 21 white girl comes up to me and she's like, yo, can you, can you play? She, I forgot what song it was, but it was like an Avicii song or something like that. And I was like, yo, you are at like, the biggest hip hop night in the city. Like you are, you are, I don't know if you got dragged out here. I don't know what it is, but like, I can't, like I, I literally cannot do it. Like it, it would be against like what, what we're trying to promote and develop here. You know what I mean? So, right. and then they just don't get that part. Well, let's keep pushing. Cause we want to get some yeah. music here. 
how did you get your DJ name? Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's funny because uh, I was just talking to a younger DJ about this because I think they were trying to figure out their name or whatever. And you know the the whole the whole DJ name because I'm I mean I told him I was like I have one of the worst DJ names in the world, but what what really matters is is what's but what the what the name represents right what's behind the name because if I go up to either of you guys on the street say yo I'm trying to give out my mixtape like I'm a rapper uh you know really trying to make it out here and you're like oh cool like I'll check it out like what's your name and I'm like 50 cent you know and you're all, you're like 50 fucking cent what the hell like wait like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard oh my god I got shot nine times and you know I'm about to make this movie and and my first debut album is gonna go a million times platinum I'm gonna own something called vitamin water now you're like oh like now you're like oh 50 cents the fucking man and people do that people don't right. don't blink at 50 cent anymore you know it's really a good name right and so I think that, well, I would say that with metal with corn. I mean, corn's the exactly. worst name on the planet, dude. But they spell it with a K and flip it's the backwards. R, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the door, whatever. You know, like, right? Yeah, you know. It's what you so, make of it? Yeah, and so with, with that being, with all that being said, I, it was it was a name I got in college when I uh, had no name. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't start drinking until uh, like uh, second semester of my freshman year of college. Um, so I went through like all of high school and like the whole first semester without drinking. And so like when I was DJing, like since I was just being like a corner, like I started bringing like gummy bears and like Doritos and like just because I was just like hanging out like alone, like no one's paying attention to me. And like when you're like, you know, stone cold over four hours, no one's paying attention. You kind of get like bored. Like I'm just like, OK, we'll like, just be chilling and shit. Arizona iced tea, whatever. And, uh, you know, drunk girls, once they get eye of that, they start wanting your food because you know they get they get hungry and shit so then it just became like this thing where like they never knew my name or anything like they just knew that i always had food on me because i'm just the fat boy in the corner and then it kind of just like became a thing they would call me it whatever whatever and then i remember when and this was just like our college parties like like dorm parties and shit like that um i was really cool with um i went to a d1 football school and i was really cool with uh, one of the the seniors he wasn't a football player himself but he was just cool enough to be uh, roomies with a bunch of the football players and he was like yo we throw these parties you're a freshman we're seniors like you can rock with us if you like dj our parties and so that's kind of like how i got involved with that didn't have a name when i finally got my first like venue gig it was like you know a local bar college bar i remember they had on the flyer dj my first name and my last name and i was like and i don't have a name like you do or like yeah. anything that's cool like i'm a i'm a first generation central american like i don't got a cool name um so i was like yo i cannot this can't be it and then i was just like well people know me by this uh i'll use this and uh i remember that the thing i said was like but i, and I will change it later <laughs> and then everything happened and then everything happened way too fast yeah and it became a thing and then and now here we are i love it i think it's great i think it's uh, great too i i like it yeah. i i only went with my first and last name because i i couldn't think of anything and finally i was like <laughs> you know what shit's starting to take off and i i I can't think of a name, so fuck it. And in our market, it can't. In our market, one of the biggest uh, radio guys is DJ Drew. He's on uh, Kiss mm. FM. He's like the big radio station. And so I couldn't mm. just go by DJ Drew, even though that's what everyone called me. So right, that's right, why right. I had to use my first last. So yeah, I wish I had a cool name. Like uh, there's a dude out here in Boston, Ryan Nichols, super smooth. I wish I had two first names like Ricky Bobby. Like it would be sick, but. No, you know. snacks is a good name man i, yeah, I like I it like appreciate unique, it and it stands out it's great appreciate you we, guys we got a couple more questions for you um one where would you take us to eat in boston that we can only get in boston Ooh, so uh, i mean obviously people are gonna you know go to the north end little italy 
um, which is cool. It, it, it's riddled with college kids and stuff now. It's, it's just because it's nearby a bunch of the schools. So like I, I, I kind of avoid it. Um, there's there's a lot of good Asian fusion in Boston that's uh, really underrated, I think. Um, where I live, um, I live in between BU and BC. Um, and there's just this huge Korean population here, just like right here. Um, my Uber Eats is insane. Um, so I would take you to a few of these. There's this, there's this, there's this place called Coreano's that's uh, Latin and Asian fusion. So you, you can get like a kimchi chicken quesadilla and it's like on Um Yeah, you, you know what I mean? And then there's this other spot that I'll take you called Double Chin. It's called Double Chin for good reason. I'm writing all these down, by the way, because next time I'm in Boston, this is where I'm asking yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double Chin. So Double Chin is right off of the strip of where all those clubs are, Drew, yeah, where you saw me. So it's right there. Um, and their drinks are amazing. I think every drink has lychee in it. So they all taste great. And, uh, you know, the, the, they do fried rice. They do they do like a like this take on a French toast. Like it's it's just it's just a lot of comfort food, fire, Asian fusion. So double chin and Coriano's is probably where I would take you guys. All right. It's, awesome. I, I like that because it's different than the, the standard lobster roll or any of that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like I've, I've lived in Boston my whole life. And and I, there's like the cliches, you know. So like I said, like lobster roll or somewhere to get like yeah. Italian North End, or whatever. So well, I don't like Italian food. So you're you're. I like pizza is about the only Italian I like. Yeah, I mean it's uh I can only eat so much like pasta and stuff. Pizza I can you know can't get enough of. But you know if you go to an Italian restaurant and get pizza, people are like, the fuck are you here for? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, screw both y'all. I'll take all your pasta. <laughs> uh, all right, well, a uh, couple more questions. One being, yeah. what's your favorite one-word non-curse word? So, if you're gonna say call wow. somebody something and it's not a curse word, what would it be? Wow, this is a good question. I'm writing these all down for future dates, by the way, because this is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, I'm trying to not say something stupid because I say dude a lot, but that's a stupid one. That's an adjective here in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, this is this is good. I'm trying to think of like what my friends and I like all call each other, um, but it's all horrible words. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, one of my really good friends, one of my co-hosts uh, on the show, Cami V, uh, is is super Italian, and uh, so obviously when we're around him, gabagool is a big word. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a play gabagool. Gabagool. Oh, we have not so had like, that. I like that. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna put that in. Shout out KBV, shout out the podcast, but I know the DJ, so shout out the boys. And I'm sure they're gonna be listening. Uh, so Gobble Ghoul is gonna be my answer. Gobble Ghoul, awesome. I like it. Take it. All right, and last uh rapid fire question that hasn't been so rapid fire is we want to hear a funny or crazy DJ story, uh night that was super memorable. Yeah, yeah. I think for better or for worse, um I I, I DJ two Antonio Brown shows. Um, okay. which I could just leave it at that and yeah, like, yeah. Like answer the question. Um, yeah. but, the, but the second time, um, the thing is he's really nice. Like when he's like not influenced by like what's around him, he's a very nice guy. And the second time he like remembered me, Oh, what's up, man? Like whatever, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, he only dropped one, uh, album both times. So like, I was like, I already, the second time around I had his music, he hasn't dropped anything new that I knew of. And so he does put that shit on eight times, goes, run it back, run it back, run it back. And, you know, after the fifth time, I was like, all right, this is kind of losing the crowd here, but he's just so into it. And he's Antonio Brown that like, he doesn't fucking care. 
And so yeah. I remember being like, oh, and like some people, you know, all, all the girls leaving, all the girls yeah. leaving. Um, and I'm like, oh, and that's the thing. Like I have to DJ after him too. Like he's like kind of in the three, like the third quarter, the beginning of like the third quarter of the night. And I'm like, oh God, he's like setting me up for failure, blah, 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 blah. And then on the mic, I got this new unreleased shit. DJ, play that. And I'm like, dude, you just said it's unreleased. No one has it. Like, I don't have it. How do you, how do you expect me to have it? And and so Ado, um, the promoter, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, kind of freaking, I'm, I'm like, bro, he just says unreleased. What what do you want me to do? How, how yeah. the fuck am I supposed to have it? And I'm Googling it. Like, he, like, mentioned what it was called. And I'm Googling it. And I'm trying to find it. Whatever, whatever. And there's, it's, it doesn't exist on the internet. He probably, he probably just cut it yesterday. And, but it's, again, but Antonio Brown, this is, like, how he works, you know? Yeah. And so his boy comes up to me. Yo, you don't got the record? Bro, do you have the record? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and so now I'm getting, now I'm getting angry. Like, now I'm just, because everyone's looking at me being like, yo, DJ, what the fuck? And so I'm, in the meantime, I'm playing, like, one of his other records that we haven't touched yet. And and he and and he's not understanding that I'm trying to like make it not look like we don't know what we're doing. And he goes, "No, no, no, that's not the right record, DJ. Stop." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, please, please, let me like, let me figure this out." And so finally, I think his manager comes in. I'm like, "Yo, do you have the record?" And he's like, "Yeah." Air drops it to me. We figure it out. Blah 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 blah. So before like five minutes, and you know, five minutes in a situation oh, is like God. five days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I, I start like and I, and I and still like that I try and be as calm and understanding like these guys get you know they're celebrities like life is very different for them, but I was like dude like you're making this way harder for me like <laughs> like being like come on DJ like let's play like the people want it no they don't they don't know it yet no one has it <laughs> like, and 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 so and uh, and again it, it would I think it would also be different if it was like anyone but Antonio Brown. And yeah. and so it was just like a lot, and and luckily once it was played, like he was good, everyone was good. But there was a second where I was just like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, and then and then actually the day after that we had him on the show, on yeah. our show, and doesn't make any sense. Like there were just times where me and Mike, we and Cam would look at each other and we're like, we don't know what he's talking about, but we're just gonna <laughs> let him talk. Like he just just these rants, these rant, this rant, like rambling words don't make sense and we're just like I don't know yeah so Antonio Brown my crazy story probably forever will be that none of that is shocking but all of it is amazing <laughs> exactly, exactly yeah exactly <laughs> it's like what else could I have expected that is awesome. Uh, love getting to hear uh, stories like that from all the guests <laughs> we bring on well, we're gonna yeah. play this uh, we're gonna play a video segment real quick and then we'll get yeah please it. do please do hey Drew and Fuse Kermit the Frog here, but I'm not dealing with my pain-in-the-ass wife, Miss Piggy. I like to talk and sing with my friends. What's your top songs? A new personal favorite of mine is this. It's the Drew and Fuse Show. The Drew and Fuse Show. And they clean up nicely. Because usually they look like shit. Yay! All right. There's Kermit reeling in our top five. Those are so great. Those are so great. I love, I love these uh, these transition and these uh, intros and stuff. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I love it. I love it. Um, so I I got my uh, top five most played. I'm actually surprised. Um, this is my first time looking at this actually. Um, yeah. So uh, the first one is actually my type by Sweetie, um, which is okay. wild. 
um which i like i mean now that i think about it i think i played at every gig that isn't a wedding i played at wedding you know, just that, tra- it's not that wild <laughs> that song that song's like been out the, the the top play didn't even start until a couple what it's been like a year and a half two years true. so that's not yeah, that wild true. yeah i mean it has 295 plays so yeah, like i played almost almost an entire year's worth um under that i have coca-cola shape so that sexy body remix so throwback dancehall which um Again, I think tra- I think transcends really any crowd. Under that, Crazy in Love, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Weddings Included, really can play it anywhere. Um, and I always skip to the bridge. Um, on our show, we talk a lot about bridges in songs. Yeah. Um, and how, you know, when and, and as far as DJs, right, we're always thinking about, you know, we go to drop into whatever, if it starts with the chorus or the verse, and then it's like a chorus or two. But rarely do we get to the bridge, and especially in these 2000s hits, you know what I mean? So that got me looking so crazy. Women love that part, but so many DJs skip it. So you know what's crazy? Not crazy at all. What's uh, What I've been doing is I've been making my own personal edits where it's yeah, chorus, yeah. bridge, and chorus. So like with yes. the Whitney Houston one, with, uh, I want to dance with somebody. It's chorus yep. into the blah, 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 into the chorus mm-hmm. and then yep. just out. And so I, I might uh, mm-hmm. revisit that crazy in love and do a, a hook, create uh, hook yeah. bridge. It's, only I, I, I have one, so I might just send it to you. All right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lace me up. Lace me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing Umbrella lately by Rihanna, and for the longest time I wasn't playing the the bridge, and that's like the part that uh, you can run it. Like, that's yep. the, the, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Like I know, uh, Fancy by Drake too, like the Atlanta girls, let me see your hands, wave them yep. at the bitches hanging on me. Like that's just a part that no one plays. But again, if when you DJ is listening, if you want to start standing out playing bridges going straight to bridges like that, that that'll help you out a lot um and then i have a uh, fucking problems asap rocky under that and then i have tell you say by vibes cartel under that i think that makes the top five right there um which is a huge classic dancehall record um in in boston we have a huge dancehall caribbean population so like if you're not touching dancehall in uh boston it's you know you're you're, you're missing something or you're not there yet um, and then there's some gigs I do where it's like very heavy, um, you know, dance hall, Afrobeats crowd, where like that's all we're playing. Until you say it's one of those like you you have to play records. And uh, I think this is um I kind of came up in the dance hall world too. So like this is I'm sure I don't know if, again you said it was start counting plays just a couple of years ago, but uh, this has a really high count, higher than I thought it would be actually. Um, we so. found I found a bug in the Serato. If you're using mixed and key and you put it in, um, mixed and key actually throws the ads in account, even if there is none. Really? Yeah. So, uh, like I'll have files that I just downloaded that had nothing in there. They'll say 1089 just out of nowhere. Oh, wow. So, oh, so, nice. um, sometimes it's a little off, but for the most part, that's that's awesome. I and I love me some, you know, Caribbean dance hall. That's my shit. I, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, it's, are you it's, mixing, it's mixing a lot of reggaeton in with that or um just keep it more of a dance hall do, do you have a reggaeton crowd out oh Austin? yeah 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 we actually just uh started me and my me and my homies just started uh, a new uh reggaeton uh night uh at the back of hall so hava has a back room that holds like 120 people max which is too small for most promoters to want to take on because there's just not enough money to be made off of like 120 person room like that so it was just like this vacant room and then we were like yo we have this dope hip-hop night that we have in the main room 
Um, and two of my homies, shout out DJ Hills, DJ Rue, they're huge um, in the Latin scene right now, Young Bulls, Hungry. Um, you know, I'm Latino. Um, and so we kind of came together and made this Latin room. And Latin in Boston especially is is just the, sur the resurgence is amazing. Um, there's so many Latinos out here looking to party. Um, a lot of like Latin specific nights happening. Um, I, I've been traveling to do Latin parties around the country now. Like it's just becoming such a big thing. Right. But I will say that um, if you have an actual like Jamaican Caribbean dance hall crowd, they don't really want to hear reggaeton. Like it, it's because it, it's just like a weird thing where like they're this they're musically they're very they're so similar, right? Reggaeton came from reggae, um, but they want their own shit and rightfully so. You know they want to hear their own shit and like, what they know and what they're comfortable with. But um, you know I think when you start going to like a more mainstream crowd, is where you can start going in between the two. Yeah, makes sense. And I, I, with all the colleges you have there, of course, uh, I'm sure there's tons of people that are just coming from all over the country. And so I could see. Yeah, why yeah. 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 And that's the weird thing about Boston for sure. Your What's your week, your typical week look like? Yeah. Yeah. So right now we're in the slow season um, with the kids being gone, like Boston being such a, you know, university strong city. Um, but on a, on a, like a normal week, it's probably, it's definitely, it's going to be Thursday to Saturday at least. And then probably given a Sunday, either day party and or night party, um, in the summer day parties galore, like I'm doing two to three gigs, like, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Um, but definitely minimum Thursday to, um, Saturday. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's continue with music segment and do, you said, what's the top five that you're playing in the club? What's the hot shit right For now? For sure. For sure. I mean, just want to rock. I think everyone knows as far as like a younger crowd, it's just like it, they hear it and go insane. It, it's it's interesting um, because it is at the end of the day, like a Jersey Philly club beat and the words like he's not really saying anything. Like, it's, just such, <laughs> yeah. it's just such an interesting song. <laughs> but but it has so much to say about just energy, right? You see, you feel the energy of the song. The music video kind of just kind of told everyone, hey, when this song drops, this is what you do. Um, so I think that's a really interesting song. Um, buy you a drink, always, yep. always buy you a drink. If you guys, if you're train wrecking, it's funny. Uh, Cody Co, who's this big YouTuber, uh, came out with this. Uh, I think you, can, you guys might have talked about or saw it, this video about um, how easy it is to become a DJ, and he had like Dylan Francis on it. And, and Dylan Francis gave him advice. He goes, if you're train wrecking, just play Buy You a Drink by T-Pain, and it will work. Well, th I, that dates back a little bit because I do follow Dylan Francis, and he, he had this bit where I guess he was – I don't know if it was like a reel or something, but he was saying – he was on a podcast, and he was saying how drunk he was, and he just jumped on the mic and was like, T-Pain, and <laughs> threw it in, buy you a drink, and it didn't, it didn't beat match or go with anything, and he just threw it in, and it just yeah. total train wreck. So – but he said the whole place started going fucking crazy, even though he train wrecked the shit out of it. It's it's one of those records, man. And, and trust me, like again, DJs, if you need if you need something to get to save you, buy you a drink is gonna be it. Um, Are you lobby. Just play the original? Do you play the original? Yeah, I play. I usually play the original. Um, maybe like maybe like a skip to Young Jocks first, uh, or maybe skip over Young Jocks first. Like it really just depends. Um, Drew and I did a little blend of it. We took uh, the Young Gravy. Oh, Betty. Yeah, yeah, the new uh, job, the Rick yeah. Astley sample, and we yeah, put uh, yeah. we put it over that. I don't know if you've heard it, but we'll send it to you. No, I haven't, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, have you played it out? Yeah, it works. Yeah, I want to send you a pack. Yeah, yeah, please, and I gotta, and I'll send you guys a pack too. Hotel Lobby, um, Quavo, and Takeoff, Recipes Takeoff, big trap record that I really love, and and that, and that works really, really well in the clubs over here. 
Um, El Apagón, the uh, Bad Bunny record, like the house record, um, you know, re works really well, if, especially if you want to um, like move through the genres a little bit. Um, you know, whether it's getting out of house, getting into house, um, I really like it. And it has such a big energy. I've also been, like, I do a lot of like uh, drop switching. So like the build of one song mixed to another drop. And I'll, sometimes I'll use that as just the drop, works really, really well. And then what I mentioned earlier, uh, We Are Young, this is a song that I've been playing a lot just because it's just been fucking working um, and bringing back those songs that used to be popular. Um, I really love doing. Yeah. All right, so, we'll play this little segment video cool. real quick and then we'll talk about uh, traveling with Slacker. Great Scott! Hey there, Drew and Fuse! It's me, Doc Brown! Quick, jump in the DeLorean! We need to get this episode up to 88 miles per hour! Now, hit the flux capacitor, and let's travel to the future! Well, we aren't really uh, travel tips, but we're going to talk about travel and you touring with yeah. Slacker. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, explain what slacker is for the people that are yeah. listening might not know and then uh yeah touring and traveling with them and what that what that looks like yeah yeah so uh shout out ross ross friedman out here he founded slacker um and he's i think he's like 20 tweet 20 tweet 23 or 24 now and uh he started slacker when he was like 16 and he was throwing these like crazy parties in boston they used to be 16 plus parties um, and then I didn't join until like 2017, I think it was the first time I started working with him and, you know, just finding venues to do parties at, you know, we were successful, they were growing, they were growing and, you know, obviously a, a pretty niche market in Boston. And then, uh, once, uh, we just started like getting the right relations with the right people and the right venues, we like, there was just a distinct moment where the home run was hit and it was just like every week, like sold out like didn't matter like it was just and it was insane these kids you know they haven't been like jaded by the social structure of like how to go out or anything like that like they just wanted to party and um you know it kept me young it kept my library very young they got to like stay on top of a lot of you know what they like the tiktok stuff um but uh then there was a point where we became so successful that we started doing it at other at other states and other cities um and it was a, it was a thursday party um and uh you know last year was the first time we started doing it in other states we started with like west virginia texas um you know texas a&m um you know some really the, the giant like d1 football schools kind of thing um where like everything is dedicated to like the schools yeah um those went really really well then we started doing like philly like more like uh cities that are like boston um he did uh, a lot of like a, in boulder miami um, and then now uh, we're going into our full February tour where it's like, I don't know, like 15 dates or something like that um, all over the country. Um, and we're just like, he's just replicating it. Last year we got signed to Wasserman. Um, for those who don't know, it's like this like, like big music entertainment agency that works with Live Nation venues. And so oh, now sure. it's, it, so now it's changed from, you know, Ross doing like, you know, you know, having to negotiate the business with these venues and instead Wasserman, the agency feeds us only live nation venues. So it's like less so clubs and more like music venues. Like, so wow. now Slacker has turned from this party into like a show. And so like, he was actually just over here the other day and, and we were, um, you know, making specific 
uh, edits of songs, you know, our intro, like, you know, we, we have like a photo, like a family photo moment. So like there's a specific song and like track that's for that, that we now pair with visuals because now it's a show. Right. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, he's doing the Boston parties too. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, through February, he's going to be doing like 20 to 30 shows um, like across the country all at the same time. That's how Live Nation and all those got started. They were originally yep. just fucking raves, you know. Yeah, yeah, underground raves. Yeah, and and it's insane, you know. It's it's been a really like like I said, I've been working with them since 2017, and I didn't know that we were gonna do this. I, he didn't know. We didn't know we were gonna get signed. We didn't know we we're gonna start touring, and now only doing like like again like music venues and clubs are very different. The way they operate, you know, the kind of ways they can accommodate you, the gear, the lights, you know um and so now it's it being more of a show um you know it, it's even increased my presence on stage and my mic work and like because you know when they're paying for something like that they expect something you know yeah, um, it's, it's like the same yeah it's, it's it's the same stage that like two friends was at last night like i gotta make sure like i you know come with that same kind of energy and uh you know it's, it's been it's been really awesome you know i'm super excited for this february tour and if it goes well the september october back to school stuff is going to be you know tenfold um and it's been really interesting to see like the regional changes or like the regional preferences rather of music um like in texas texas a&m we've done four shows there now we're about to do a fifth one at the end of the month um like there obviously i can play country is this like a um you know like a sports arena uh football stadium or are you in that big or are you doing more like no college? It's, it's a they're like so the 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 Texas one, it's it's a place called Shiner Park. It's it holds fifteen hundred, okay, um, and across like multiple levels, yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think like I know like uh, the Pittsburgh one is like five to eight hundred. I'm trying to think of the biggest one we're doing, but there are I think the as big as it goes is probably like fifteen, not more and than two thousand. I don't think. It's just you on stage. Do you have any? Is there any artists that come through, or you're you're just a guy and you're entertaining everybody? You dancers like that so i'm like the main guy um yeah and uh you know again as someone who's been playing with them and understands the craft for years and um whatever but you know he tries to get like local openers yeah. you know so like whatever school we're at they get you know they get shown love and stuff like that and then um yeah and then for some of the markets uh we get um some uh like celebrity rappers sometimes it's uh depending depending on the market um yeah. we get like i remember for um Oh, who did we get for Colorado? We got um abstract. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean. So like um you know we've got pickup lines for like these TikTok DJs that are doing really really well. Um, we're working on a couple right now that I probably shouldn't be able to say, so I'm not. Um, but we're working on a couple rappers for some of the shows. Um, we've in Boston we've had like Jay Critch, um, you know trap guy. Um, so, you know, when, when, when it makes sense and the money's right and everything works out, we're able to get a yeah. talent to come in as well. Um, cause at, at this point it's still an approved concept phase as far as touring goes. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, wants to make sure everything works. I was going to say, cause once, once it's just like a known thing, they're probably going to be more jumping on you to just like do a feature versus like having to pay them. Right. Because it's a good look for them, especially the TikTok guys to be in front of that many people ideally ideally yeah um and you know again that, that's that's where like this business because like it, again having the uh the wasserman deal changes so much because now we're not negotiating with with the venues like i was saying where like we have to maybe do a buyout or you know hire the ticket person or whatever live nation venues have all of that 
You know what right. I mean? So we just go in and we are the show. You know, so we go in, we do the show and we leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now as far as our travel crew, it's pretty modest because we don't have that much to really do besides the show itself. Right. What's on your uh, rider for that? Do you have like a football helmet full of cottage cheese, <laughs> only green M&Ms? I, I, <laughs> I, uh, when I was talking to Ross about it, uh, Ross is, a, is obviously, I mean, he's he's done all, he's accomplished all of this at such a young age. He's a very, you know, straightforward business guy. And, uh, you know, when you see him, you're like, you know, you know how it is. When you see him, you're like, you're the guy that throws all these parties. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's um, the best. And, that's my favorite. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but that's why you know that's why it works. He's not out there getting all fucked up and shit like that. Like he's very much in the background, making sure everything's good. And so when we were at, uh, I remember on our first show, uh, we were, I like met him at the airport, and I'm like, uh, like, do we like have a ride or something? Like, am I gonna get like food and like drinks and shit? And he's known me for so long. Like, I drink Hennessy. That's like my drink. So he was like, oh yeah, Hennessy's on the rider, and I was like, oh, let's go. And then, um, and then, uh, and he was like, what do you want? And he goes, I'm actually making like the, like the rider right now. Like I'm actually doing the contract stuff right now. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And like, I think there's like, uh, there's salad just so I can like, tell my mom that there's salad on it. And then <laughs> cold, cold, cold cuts. I like fruit snacks a lot. Um, I wanted, I initially, I, the first thing I said was pizza, but I was like, yo, eating pizza at every show, like it's just not going to be good. Um, so we took that out and then, um, and then we also, have, and then we obviously have like the tech rider, which is like an S9 and CBJs. You need to put like some, some crispy, uh, crispy socks, some fresh socks, yeah, and fresh teas, fresh teas. No, I, yeah. I'm serious. I think, uh, there was an Aoki. Yeah. The Aoki rider had that stuff. And then people were giving him a bunch of shit for it. And then he was like, look, I live out of a carry on bag. I'm in a different city, right. you know, Makes day sense. to day. He's like, if, if I need a t-shirt. I just want a t-shirt to change into before a show because right. I got there 10 minutes before I didn't right, have right, time right. to shower. And it's right, right. And that's how a lot of our shows, that's how a lot of our shows are. We're in and out. Like, like we don't get to really enjoy the city, which which is unfortunate. Like, like for instance, our first weekend for this new tour is Missouri on Friday at Mizzou, and then we go to Colorado on Saturday. And so like for that travel, you know, like we do the show and like we might sleep a few hours and like get breakfast and we're out. You know what I mean? Yeah um so it's true like I, I definitely understand that like maybe i should put in some fresh black teas um in the rider um, <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is like, i just wear my crocs everywhere though like until <laughs> showtime like it's crocs like airport slip them off put them in the Dude, thing like, that's that could be your production name too the fresh black tea <laughs> like uh play on the plain white yeah, tees, plain white but tees. you're just <laughs> I, I i mean but then that could be any dj in the world right just wearing a, <laughs> yeah, a totally, plain black totally. t-shirt <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so I recorded, uh, I travel a lot as well. And I've, uh, I am the same as you, like you fly in, you fly out, you don't get to enjoy the city at all. So when we were in Boston, I got to actually, I went with my wife. And so I was able to enjoy the city and see you play. Yeah, she was, was very, really she was dope. very nice. Yeah. She was really, yeah. really nice. Well, and you were such a great host. We, uh, you took us to that spot right before the rock yep. and roll spot. Rock, uh, rock and rock and roll. Yeah. We, we love that spot again. It's right on the strip. So like, that's where a lot of yeah. us hang out before pregame or whatever and, and they're great over there for sure what i'm getting at is what i'm trying to do is either go in a little bit early or take a later flight out and actually somewhat enjoy this traveling that i'm doing so yeah. i did record uh my first vlog that we're gonna drop on nice. uh here so i don't know if it's coming out it'll probably be out by the time this drops or maybe nice. not but yeah i'm trying to do those. like i'm trying to do like more where like if i go in a city i just like take take more gigs there like obviously the more i i am out there and able to network like 
the better that will work out. But, um, you know, being able to like stay in a city like two, three days is way better than being there for like 13 hours. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm definitely working on that. Well, it's good to no, see, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you're, you're crushing it, dude. You, you killed that night that, and you're, you're it, great man. on the mic and you're, you're super talented DJ. We're, we're stoked to have you on. Uh, but leading into that, you also have your own podcast that talks to DJs and all this stuff. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's, let's tell the, the audience here, if they're not already familiar all about your podcast and where they can find it and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So it's called, but I know the DJ, uh, which is, you know, kind of a play on what I'm sure most of us have experienced as people trying to skip lines and get it for free or get a discount on somebody or whatever. Um, so, and then obviously kind of like hopping into the minds of, of, of a DJ, right? So it's uh, me, DJ's fingers and Cami V. So, uh, you know, we, we're, we're kind of all in different ages within the Boston DJ career, I guess. Um, all club guys that also do weddings and all kinds of events. Um, and um, it, it's funny. I mean, uh, it's, it, it used to be more interview based. Um, and now we kind of, you know, when we kind of like rebranded, it's now more conversational. We do like segments like games and stuff. Like our last episode, we did a, I brought a bunch of like famous hip hop samples where I would like play the sample and then they would have to like guess what the song is and stuff like that. You know, we like to do like musical education. And then, um, but uh, now the guests that we're uh, looking for and trying to get are usually like high profile guys, like celebrities or, um, you know, we just interviewed uh, Nick Paps, who's a Meek Mill Dream Chasers producer. I was producing some of his like biggest songs um, on uh, recently, uh, we were just in New York interviewing um, this guy, George uh, Caravias, and he's like this guy, he's 34, owns like eight clubs in New York, just this absolute madman of a businessman, and we had him on, that's going to be our newest episode, um, so, you know, just trying to like, you know, get really insightful, you know, somebody to hear, get really insightful conversations that are DJ related and that teach people whether it's music or business and what's going on, and, uh, you know, we have a really, really good time with it. Uh, we do a lot of, we're not as, uh, I guess, kind as you two with each other. Like, me and Fingers argue <laughs> with each other like crazy. And it, it, it makes, I mean, it makes for good content, but like, you know, sometimes. No, I like that about cool. yours. Yeah. It's, it, I, I, yeah. I do love that about yours, your show, um, argue about. But I, I think me and Fuse actually agree on a lot of stuff and right. we have terrible humor, which leads into some of these really shitty segment videos, you know? So it's great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it is great. I mean, uh, we're having a great time. Um, we, we have a great team behind us. Um, you know, shout out the guys, the producers, and, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's been a really great time, and we enjoy doing it. The conversations are really great, and um, it helps us stay sharp and on top of what's going on DJ-wise to be able to kind of, like, be those, you know, thought leaders and, you know, conversation starters and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we appreciate everyone who's been listening and, and checking us out, and, you know, we just hope to continue to grow and, uh, you know, have great guests on and whatnot so it's a great time it's a great podcast you guys should be listening to it i mean they talk music and they talk clubs so all you club guys out there even wedding guys but you guys should definitely be in there and listening to their podcast it's a great podcast thank you so much guys and where can they find that anywhere you find podcasts yeah anywhere yeah so anywhere you can find podcasts but i know the dj um you know we're on youtube as well under the dope entertainment youtube channel so that's you know our producers and so you can definitely check it out you know if you really if you just look up you know but i know the dj you know we've had like I mentioned, Neo, Antonio Brown. We had Angie V, who I mentioned, Vegas DJ. She's yeah, awesome. Shout out Angie V. Um, Antonio Brown, Heartbreak Mosa. We've had, uh, you know, a bunch of different guys. So if you just look up them, podcast interviews, stuff like that, they should be able to pop up as well. Um, and, and definitely check out those, obviously, the celebrity uh, 
interviews are, are a great time as well. I love that. Well, we want to wrap this episode up. We know you got to bounce, and the way we like to do it is the sauce. Uh, we call it the sauce, and it's just give us give us that final, final takeaway. What do you tell the young DJs? What have you learned over yeah. the years? What's but, uh, some great advice that you got for people? Uh, but, but we got first, a segment video. Yeah, yeah. we're going to play the segment, <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll do it. Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby. And uh, this shout-out goes out to Drew and Fuse, all the way from Cincinnati to the LBC Bobble. Yeah, I was told you guys are quite the chefs, and you got a delicious sauce that you cook up. Ooh, and it drips that swagoo and breaks down the recipe. Yeah, and you giving up the because it's funky, as in good that is, finger funkin' good, on the one, by the power of the one. Yeah, without that, there is none. So get yours and be in tune with the one that loves you. Get it, baby. Is that, right. real, is that the real Bootsy? That's real Bootsy. Yeah, that's really <laughs> that's Bootsy. Wow. That was the best one. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's fire. Oh, that is so sick. The recipe. Awesome. Break, break down the recipe, Bobble. <laughs> Give it down to him. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, I guess uh, the biggest thing, and, uh, and when I talk to, like, my young guys, too, is, like, um, I think just, like, really letting go of the ego, you know? And I, I mentioned it earlier, like, we are all the best. We all are God's gift to earth. We all touch all these people hundreds and thousands of people with our musical sex and everything it's great but like it's you know i think you know being kind to everybody making sure you're available to help and you know at the end of the day everything of like every big dj there is a whole mess of group team of people throughout their journey that gave them a look that gave them this chance that gave them advice so like no one is there's no way anyone's done this on their own completely like without talking to anybody you know what I mean? So I think less of the, I did this, I'm this, I'm this, and more of like being grateful to people, being thankful to people, let the ego go. Cause like people can see right through it. And there's no, there's never a time where I can think that someone is going to be getting a slap on the wrist or anything like that for thanking people and being grateful and, 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 you know, being mindful of the people that have helped them along the way. I see some people that I'm just like, yo, we know what it is. We're all in the same industry. You know what I mean? I can kind of see right through what you're saying and everything. And I'm losing respect for that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, while you should still be confident, you know, own your sets. Like when, when, when you are on, that is your set and own it for sure. And, and make sure that people know that, like what we said earlier, like you're in my house now, this is my world. Um, but I think generally speaking to be able to go far, I think being letting, letting, letting go of that ego and um, you know, be, be grateful, man. Like, Everyone, there's too much hate in this world. Everyone just needs to be like more grateful and 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 thank and thank the people around them. So that's definitely what I, I would love people to take away. I love that, and that's what we're doing the podcast for is to give back. And it's also uh, one of the things we just ran into each other at the Harvest of Sound in Boston, and I was yeah. up on a panel. And one of the things I said was. When I was coming up, everyone told me I couldn't do this and that you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. But if there were actually people that just were like, no, you can do this and like helped you out, we would we would all be farther along in life. So, yeah, yeah. help out help out the young people, help out yourselves, uh, help out your fe- your fellow DJ 
and let's just you know make this a dope community 100 percent, absolutely and i appreciate you guys thank you so much for having me on this was this was a ton of fun well, thank <laughs> you we appreciate you for being on and, and yeah. chatting and being down to earth and you know we appreciate all that so before we go will you just hit everybody where they can follow you and find you yeah yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, so if you can follow me at Gimme Snacks on Instagram, so it's G-I-M-M-E-S-N-A-X. Um, same thing as Twitter, same thing as TikTok. Um, I just post a lot of like my live clips and stuff like shit that I'm doing um, on TikTok and stuff like that if you're into that. Um, follow the podcast on Instagram at But I Know The DJ, all in English, if I'm going to spell it anyway, B-U-T-I-K-N-O-W-T-H-E-D-J um and then uh you can find us on uh youtube as well anywhere you find podcasts uh we'd love to hear what you think of us um you know leave comments feedback um you know we'd love to hear from you and again thank you guys so much for having me yeah thank you we appreciate it and uh that's pretty much gonna wrap up today so thank you guys for listening make sure you're rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you're listening if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button and uh until next time peace out see ya Peace.